0: Hello, welcome to My Camino, the podcast. I'm Dan Mullins, and it's great to have your company.
1: If you give yourself the permission to to just be, this is where we really find our authentic self.
0: That's this week's guest, Claudette Clausen. Claudette appeared on the podcast back in March 2020. It's episode 163. Before all this COVID-19 chaos wreaked havoc on the world, and I wanted to go back to Claudette and you'll understand why in a moment, because I think we all need some of Claudette's insight and light in these troubled times. I spoke at the American Friends of the Camino Annual Gathering at the weekend. It was such a magical event. And I spoke about the Camino being the gift that keeps giving. And then on Saturday night, we sang songs. Uh, it was fantastic. I wished I was able to join them in person In focus and intention, prayer, in sharing, in caring, in their laughter, their delight, and in their pursuit to make the world a better place. I think I can safely say we all would love to create a better place. And the American Pilgrims on the Camino gathering is about making the world better for every breather, every breath, every creature, every us and I cherished the opportunity to talk out loud what I feel in my heart every moment of every day. I'm a pilgrim, I'm on a journey, and it's magic. I was just six years old when my big brother Jim placed a needle on a record that he'd just bought. He was 16 and had a single bed. I was on the top bunk across the room. There were six brothers in that bedroom, almost like a private room in an albergue on the Camino. (laughs) That's why I can tolerate hostel hostile. (laughs) But back to my childhood, and the pop and whisper of a new LP beckoned. It was Heart of Gold by Neil Young. I want to live. I want to give. I've been a miner for a heart of gold. Keep me searching for a heart of gold. A heart of gold would be the ultimate treasure... The gift that keeps giving. And I know this is a podcast, and you can't see me, but I talk with my hands. And I remember my grandmother's hands, the way she lit the matches to fire up the gas hobs. And I remember the touch as she pulled the paper off the side of her fruitcake, and how she scooped the fruit salad onto our plates and smiled as she saw the delight in our faces. That's my smile, for no one else but me. When I serve my family a meal, passion fruit so beautifully named, isn't it? And I still put passion fruit in my fruit salad, all because of my grandmother. I wish I could make her fruit cake though, but that's another level of apron wearing and understanding. <laughs> so now, when I see my own hands, they are my grandmother's hands, slowly turning into the life that created me, and I will be one day. A thought? A memory? Well, let me be a blessing, not a burden. An inspiration. This life. This journey. This pilgrimage. My Camino life has taken me completely by surprise. I didn't see this coming. I didn't see myself talking to pilgrims at a conference in Indiana or talking to pilgrims each week on this podcast. But I want you to think... Just for a moment, what's the best gift you've ever been given? It's a big question. And I think for most of us, it would be the gifts of life from the universe, our children, our wives, our husbands, our lovers, perhaps. Take them out of the mix. What's the greatest gift you've ever received for you? If we all pause a moment to think, maybe it was the ability to read a love of books. What a gift. Maybe the ability to paint. I'm just in awe of people who can place their intentions on a canvas. It might be the ability to play the flute or the drums or to sing or to dance or to celebrate the gift of music and movement. You might be the best reverse parker in town. You might be a great teacher, someone who found their future in mentoring children. You might be a great mother, a great father. A great stepmother or stepfather, a great son or daughter, or stepson, stepdaughter. You might be a voice who sings in church, and others see your joy and join in. What's the greatest gift you've ever received? I suspect it's love. It certainly is for me. My family and I say a prayer each night before dinner. We say thanks. For me, it's thanks for the love that's brought us together. The gift that keeps giving. Your greatest gift might be the Camino. You might be someone who has walked El Camino de Santiago and on returning home, when someone pushes in front of you in a queue, you say, It's fine. Go ahead. I have all the time in the world. It may well be El Camino takes you somewhere you were the best version of you. Remember. Remember when all you hear is your breath. On the meseta, all you hear is your breathing. You start to ask yourself if you should start praying or something. And the answer to that question is, of course, you are already praying. The steady rhythm of step after step on our pilgrimage is your already praying. The path from your front door, the path from your research to your doing, the path from your imagination to your doing. You are listening to me today, and we are pilgrims. How wonderful! It's so exciting to think we've found this path, both physically and spiritually, this Camino journey. Well, I want you to pause again. Remember when all you had to do that day was to follow the sun over the horizon the following day. Remember when you finished the call home to those you love and they gave you their blessing. Remember that gift, that love, that kindness. You know, they say when you give a gift, you get more than the person receiving the gift. Well, what happens when you give the gift to yourself? Just think for a moment a gift to yourself. Maybe make it love. Pilgrimage changes us, it provides opportunity. And I was 17 years old, I was finishing high school, and I didn't know what was ahead. At our final speech night, I sang Cat Stevens' Father and Son. It was one of the line items in the program. Later on, my senior year climbed up on stage to finish the night when we sang Elton John's I Guess That's Why They Call It The Blues as a choir. It was 1983. We brought the house down. And then Brother Pritchard walked to the front of the stage, raised his hand and called all asunder. We broke into our closing number. I was born under a wandering star. (laughs) Wheels are made for rolling and mules are made to pack. I've never seen a sight that didn't look better looking back. I went home that night and I fell asleep in a bean bag. My dad pushed me gently and said, go to bed. He said, I liked what you did tonight. I don't recall a greater moment, a greater compliment. Australian men don't hand out pithy gestures, but I, I liked what you did tonight. My mind went back to my childhood and I'm one of 11 children. I saw children fall asleep at mass and their dad would put them on his shoulder and carry them to the car. Well, I was one of many children. I was never carried to the car. There were too many of us. I had to drag myself to the car, but I don't blame anyone. It's life. isn't it? And I love my father and Try to remember his smell, his effort, his dedication, that safety, that you. I could never repay what he did for me. It's a gift that keeps giving. In 2016, I was approaching Alto del on the famous site just hours outside of Pamplona, depicting the centuries of pilgrims who have walked before you. An Irish pilgrim noticed that I had my head down, walking with purpose, and I was climbing. Her name was Anna. She said, Dan, what are you doing? Stop. Look back. You need to look back so you can move forward. And I hadn't stopped to look back in hours, perhaps even days. But when I did, I saw the most majestic view, the endless horizon, the endless history. I was so touched, I turned to say thank you, and she was gone. I'd never seen a sight that didn't look better looking back. I've done more than 240 interviews for my podcast, and I'm not going to stop. I love every moment of the process. It's like I'm giving something back. And I often ask my podcast guests why they feel the Camino urges us to give something back. You don't feel you owe something after a holiday anywhere else in the world. But it's easy, really. It's because you get so much out of it. The gentle smile of someone who told you a story in a cafe, a total stranger... And you didn't judge. You simply listened. You might have helped someone up a steep incline. You might have given someone the food from your plate. Because you get so much out of it. And we all have those memories and they're so magic. Singing in Granyon, The blessings from the monks in Rabanel del Camino. The nuns singing Benedictus in Saun. It's like a dream. This insane blessing. We pinch ourselves or we ought to. And I've been incredibly lucky to have met so many people through my Camino and my podcasts. And one of them is Claudette Clausen. She and I have become great friends. It's a gift that keeps on giving. Welcome, Pilgrim.
1: Bon Camino, Dan. Lovely to speak with you again.
0: Yeah, you gave me a gift when we met in March last year. A copy of the book, The Little Prince by Antoine de saint exupery I love the line in it. The most beautiful things in the world cannot be seen or touched. They are felt with the heart. So what was it about The Little Prince, that book, that you thought, I must give this book to Dan?
1: The Little Prince really um, reflect on the lessons that I believe I particularly learned on the Camino which was really about enjoying the simple things of life, to be able to look at the sky and see the bluer sky, to be able to be in the moment, the different people that you meet along the way and the stories that they had to share. And I knew you'd get it, Dan. Yeah. You've done the Camino on a few occasions now. And, And I just thought the little prince reminded me of that Camino journey. And it was something that I felt I wanted to share with you.
0: I talked in the introduction about gifts, Sometimes we wonder what the greatest gift we've ever been given would be, and I think I mentioned there that it is love. Now, times are tough. We're in lockdown here in Sydney, and how how do I make sense of this? How can I remind myself, Claudette, of the joys of the world, the sort of joys that you read about in The Little Prince? The number one thought
1: is that we're never alone then. Firstly, when I was on Camino, I was travelling on my own. There were times when I chose to walk on my own, there were times when I also chose to connect with, with others and shared stories or simply be next to somebody else. Uh, now we're in lockdown and, and I'll leave on my own and I'm finding that uh, many people would ring and say, are you okay? Being on your own, you're not able to see anyone, you're not able to touch and I'm a hugger. So they do, they do worry for me. But what I've learned is it, it's about simplicity, isn't it? Mm. It's, about, um, it's about a heart full of gratitude for whatever it is that um, you, you have in your life, enjoying the, um, the fact that you know you are loved, you're not alone, understanding that others are doing it just as difficult uh, as you are, some perhaps more difficult than you are, and therefore being grateful to, I guess, knowing that this shall pass too.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's right.
1: I think everyone around the world experiencing this major challenge, definitely in the, our generation, we've never experienced that before. And it's it's all new to us. It's It's quite... Scary at times, and when we stop and think of others experiencing the same thing, we know that we will get through it. it it's it's just uh, reminding us of the resilience that we've uh, you know developed throughout our lives, and we all have at one stage or another. We've all had uh, challenging moments, uh, and uh, we've had to bounce back. Yeah. And we know when we look back on those experiences and we've bounced back, we know we'll bounce back again from that. So the joy comes from our simple pleasures, just appreciating what we have in the now and be grateful for that.
0: Yeah. So that's a wonderful answer, be grateful. I think that's a really good, important lesson just on the whole, um, being grateful and, and showing gratitude. But cast your mind back, Claudette, to the Camino and and your journey, your pilgrimage. What comes to mind when you think of the Camino?
1: For me, you know, I do often reflect as to why I wanted to do the Camino. And I remember, I guess, at the time I thought it was just for a bit of adventure. But in truth, it's because, you know, I was kind of, you know, reaching that second part of my life wondering, well, who am I really and what is my purpose? Because as you know from the first interview that we did, I went from being a a wife, I went from being a mother, I went from being a a corporate woman to suddenly losing it all. And I no longer knew who I was. And I knew I needed to, to find myself again. And so... At first, I thought it was just an adventure of just hiking uh, many miles a day and meeting different people from different parts of the world. But in truth, it was finding me finding me again. And, uh, and it's interesting. We find ourselves through others. Mm. And as I met people along the way, And I was able to not just listen to their stories, but to be able to also share mine, but share mine as me as Claudette, not me as a wife, not me as a mother, not me as a corporate woman, but me as to who I really am. And I discovered along the way who I really am and how, how I wanted to move forward into that second part of my life. That was a big lesson for me. Mm. So I learned that it was about being authentic. It wasn't about a title, a title of being some somebody's wife, a title of being somebody's mother, a title of being, you know, senior executive within a big corporation. It was just me as Claudette. Mm. And that was the biggest gift of all. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I didn't have to be anybody else but me.
0: Yeah, that's great. That's great. You and I spoke last year about light and shade. The Spanish say soli sombra. Um, It's important to remember that there is darkness, but there will be light, and you're a people person. You're like me. You love people, and people love you. How do people people, that's like us, how how do we cope in lockdown? How do we fill that void? First, I think...
1: um how blessed are we to be able to uh, have moments where we really can be still. Mm. The fact that we're in lock, lockdown, it means, you know, we don't uh, – it, it's funny, prior to lockdown, we felt that we had to keep busy all day long, whether it was going for, you know, going to work, um, getting the the public transport or driving to the office, whatever the case may be, and having all the meetings that – often weren't necessary, than stopping at the grocery shop, doing some shopping, coming back. Whilst now, you know, we are restricted. Yeah. For me, it means that I can sit and think, I'm on my own. It's tough. I wish I could be socialising or engaging in great conversations face-to-face with others. I tend to stop and think, well, how are others doing Let me also reach out to others, not so that I can have conversation about me and what I'm doing, but just to check in on them. Mm. So one of the lessons I learned on the Camino is taking care of others as well. It's about um, I always thought of myself as being compassionate, but one of the things I learned was about empathy, really putting yourself into somebody else's shoes. And I learned that on the Camino. And, and how I learned that, for example, I remember um, one day I was feeling quite sore and sorry for myself. And what was really coming up was my grief, I guess, about Clara and, you know, the loss of, uh, you know, uh, of so many things in my life. Look, the tears were necessary and I'm glad I had those tears. I was part of the healing process. But I reflected at that moment, Uh, I had a thought of my mum, who often would share with me, uh, you know, her griefs about many things. Even, you know, 17 years after my father passed away, she was still grieving. Yeah. I'd like to think that at the time I did show a lot of compassion, but I'm pretty certain I didn't show a lot of empathy because I didn't fully understand And there were times when I thought, oh, mum, you've got to stop it. 17 years later, you've got to move on. These were thoughts that I had back then. And if my mum was here today, I'd be responding differently. Instead of getting into my head and trying to judge and try and, you know, get her to think differently, I'd I'd be listening and be really present for her without judgment of any kind. Yeah. So coming from a place of, you know, empathy. And it's interesting, you know, I was able to take, for example, that lesson in business as well. We often talk about a good leader is one who shows empathy. But to put it in practice, it absolutely became a lot easier to me now after doing the Camino because I realised, yes, I always thought, yes, I want to care for others and I want to put myself in their shoe. However, I also believe we got to walk our talk. It's it's one thing thinking that that's what we'd like to be, that kind of a leader, but put it in practice. So on the camino, I had to be that person, you know. So the empathy really kind that 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 um call it a skill, if you like, I was able to develop that. And now that I find, you know, that's one of the key lessons I learned. And my humble heart wants to make sure that I always come from that place of empathy.
0: Yeah. Wow. That's a great answer. You you mentioned Clara just now, and I I told the story last time we talked that I was writing your interview script and I couldn't find where I'd saved the file. I typed your name into my computer and three articles came up and two of them were the news reports I'd written about the death of Clara in 2005, your daughter. And she was only 16, killed at a school camp. That's a lot of pain to have had to deal with. Yet I find you the most positive, loving, caring, glowing person and I'm astounded by your ability to do that. And I'm sure that Clara is with you every day and gives you that great strength every moment even. And her story, her journey, has given you this tremendous insight. And There's another great quote in The Little Prince, grown-ups never understand anything by themselves and it is tiresome for children to be always and forever explaining things to them. <laughs> and that's, yeah. that's a kind of like Clara's gift that keeps giving, isn't it? Your understanding.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. Look, I um, I do believe that um, yeah, we we learn we learn from others, and new people bring new perspectives. And the camino they say is a metaphor for life. They say people come into our lives, you know, sometimes for a brief moments, sometimes longer, and for reasons we don't know, and maybe we'll never know either. And unless we open up to them and allow ourselves to be vulnerable, you know, we're going to be closed off. And, and I guess Clara's death taught me the power of vulnerability. Oh, yeah. I, I was at my most vulnerable and uh, people saw me at my, um, at my worst, I guess. Through that, though, I learned how to sit and feel okay with my my vulnerability because people like you said in the little prince they say kids are forever having to explain themselves i was very blessed because people are no more often than not stuck with me and just allowed me to to, to, to just be yeah whether i was in, in tears or just wanted to talk uh, or share the same story over and over again about Clara. They were patient. So I learned that. I learned that. You know, um, what, what I've learned from it all is to appreciate, you know, that different people, you know, bring different different learnings, different things to the table, as they say. You know, their perspectives, their wisdom, their stories. I I um, experienced that on the Camino and certainly through my life experience as well. It's it's really about, again, coming from uh, uh, empathy and not really needing to understand everything fully. Yeah. But to come from an open heart and just come from a heart space.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's a great answer yeah. again. It's important to grow, to be kind to yourself though, isn't it? To forgive yourself, to love yourself. Oh,
1: Dan, that, that, that is a must. Look, you know, I've made many mistakes along the way, but that's how we grow as well. You know, how do we gain wisdom if we don't make mistakes? You know, this is how we grow. Yes, forgiving ourselves it's critical. How can we forgive somebody else unless we can forgive ourselves? <laughs> you know, I think that's one of the first lessons.
0: Yeah, yeah. Learn. That's right. Another great quote from the Little Prince is it's it's the time you have wasted for your rose that makes your rose so important.
1: Oh, yes, I love
0: that. (laughs) I
1: do love that. Tame me. Yeah. Tame me. Yeah. You know? Yeah, That's absolutely. There's
0: so much uncertainty in the world at the moment, and I think we waste so much energy on being scared. Um, Yeah. And it's just a complete waste of time, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Look, you know, fear is meant to be there to kind of protect us, but let's, you know, Let's put it into perspective as well. Uh, You know, fear is an acronym for false experience appearing real. You know, look, in the cave days, you know, fear was there to protect us from, you know, being hunted down. Yeah. But in truth, we do know now how to protect ourselves, how to take care of ourselves and of others. But it always starts with us. Again, we need to have those healthy habits. And you saying we need to learn to forgive ourselves. Same way, we need to learn how to take care of ourselves. We need to know how to love ourselves. Yeah. Because that's the only way we're then going to be able to give that to somebody else. Yeah. So fear come about often through our own insecurities too. If we know we're living a healthy life and we're coming from a good heart, art space, uh, it's it's really about, uh, you know, coming from, a, I like to call it a servant heart. I like mm. to think everything I do is coming from a servant heart. How what I'm going to say or how what I'm going to do is going to make a difference because we we need to remember that our actions, our words have consequences, can really have a negative or positive impact on somebody else. Wow. But, but it's true. It's like being thoughtful in that way. And it's not difficult to do that. But again, if we're coming from a, a place of I'm here to serve, so servant heart, I so believe in that. We are here to make a difference. We are here to add value. We are here to love and not judge.
0: <laughs> That's so No, good. but it's true, it's Dan. True. I know it is. It? I know it's It's just so difficult to do it. I I, I, I know I speak from experience. Um, it is very difficult to do. It's been a few years now since you were on the Camino. Do you still consider yourself a pilgrim?
1: Oh, Dan, I am a pilgrim. I yearn to be on the Camino every single day. I love the simplicity of life, you know, when you're on the Camino. It's, it's you know, this is where one is really, if you give yourself the permission to, to just be, this is where we really find our authentic self. You know, which goes back to what I was saying at the beginning of our discussion, we are not defined by a title Mm. of any kind. Yeah. Husband, wife, daughter, son, kids, whatever it is. No, we are just that other person who is there to really, I guess, make sense of life, make sense of our purpose.
0: Yeah, yeah. You
1: know? And aren't we blessed, those of us, that, can go on something like the Camino and create that space and find that time yeah. to allow ourselves to discover that. That's a gift.
0: It certainly is a gift and a gift that keeps on giving. Um, yes. You and I are both from big families. Um, yes. That's, that's something we, <laughs> we, 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 we share. It's something we're very similar in. A, a, and, and I know that, You know, you you sometimes sort of get lost in the mix a little bit and it does take you a few years to sort of sort things out in your head and in your heart and in your mind and come to terms with all sorts of things. And and being from big families, we don't often have time for ourselves. One last question. What's the one message you've learned for yourself on this journey? Mm, I learned
1: so many things. But the first thing I guess... uh, you know, a grateful heart. Mm. Again, I always believed that each day I would have time to reflect on my life and find things to be grateful for. But as I walked through the small villages, you know, along the Camino, you know, a feeling of overwhelming gratitude washed over me. I thought about, you know, how fortunate I am to have, yes, a loving family. It's got its challenges, but still a loving family. While I miss them, I could be on this, you know, pilgrimage knowing that they were all okay, you know, yeah. in their right places. I thought about how grateful I am for my wonderful friends from all around the world met over the years in my work and in my, you know, play and forever enrich my life in immeasurable ways. I thought about how thankful I am to be healthy and to be able to experience the world in this way. You know, again, walking from village to village and feeling strong and joyful. I thought how blessed, you know, we, we are to have a world that's so... Filled with beauty and wonder, you know that shining sun in the blue sky. Then, yeah. bluer and bluer when we're back here in Sydney. Uh, you know the beautiful flowers, the scent of those flowers, the fruit. I remember picking grapes, you know, along the way and eating them. Yeah, and that joy, that joy, you know, of happy children just playing, playing the villages. That's life. So for me, it was gratitude which really equals to to love. So a heart full of gratitude and love.
0: Yeah. And that's the gift that keeps giving.
1: Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. And I want to be back there, I do.
0: Yeah, I know. And so do I. But we'll get there. We'll get there. It might just take us a little bit longer than we had thought or hoped.
1: Oh, Dan, I'm going to kind of be on that next trip when you go because I want to hear you sing that song some way along
0: the way oh you're so kind you're so kind I
1: love your music
0: you are the best look I had to talk to you again to share some of your insights and some of your joy some of your love and kindness and as I said because we're in lockdown I just needed someone to cheer me up and I know the, <laughs> the best person to cheer me up is Claudette thank you for taking the time to talk to us Claudette shine on and buen camino
1: Bon Camino, Dan. Look forward to seeing you and Jan soon. Take
0: care. The Camino brings us to where we need to be, and it brings us together. Vera Nazarian, in her book, The Perpetual Calendar of Inspiration, wrote, Sometimes, reaching out and taking someone's hand is the beginning of a journey. At other times, it is allowing another to take yours. The Camino provides... Pilgrims are great listeners, and they're good at providing a soundboard for the problems of others. And maybe, once they've had that conversation, they're not problems anymore. That gift that keeps on giving. I remember walking through the narrow tunnels of trees winding towards the old monastery in Samos. We pilgrims talked and listened and celebrated together this gift of our adventure. The gift of listening is always a gift well-received. I can't wait to go back. You know, as I talk to you today from my home in Sydney, Australia, I can't help thinking, we are blessed. Remember, earlier I talked about my grandmother. She's been gone now 20 years. She was, while she was here, on this journey we call life, living, breathing and loving. Treasure a father's love. Treasure a mother's touch. Treasure what we miss. Treasure those gifts that used to keep giving. Treasure what you miss. And treasure what you miss most. Perhaps it's warm butter toast or sugary tea. Spanish sunsets, Spanish sunrises. Friendships across the world. The caring and sharing of pilgrims who want nothing more than to see you happy. Pilgrims who want to tuck your feet beneath the blanket in an albergue. The pilgrim who stops to check on you. The smell of fresh cut grass, the smell of roses, the smell of gas and matches, or that moment you arrive in town and slide off your backpack. I never imagined I'd be talking to people around the world with a common love, a common story, a common journey and goal, four years after I started. The Camino is renowned for its energy, its providence of the spirit of those who walk, and we're often drawn to the Camino and we struggle to put into words why or even how. But it's one of those occasions where it's best not to ask. Just let it happen. Be the person you always wanted to be. Be the best version of yourself. How wonderful for you and your family. How fortunate we are to have found this opportunity, this journey, this adventure, this gift that keeps on giving. This Camino. I didn't see this coming, this joy, this incredible opportunity, this wonderful gift. We are in lockdown right now, half the population of Australia almost behind closed doors. This new world order makes it difficult to find the balance and silence of pilgrimage, the internal hush, the settled sediment of life, the gift that keeps giving. But it doesn't mean we should stop searching. It doesn't mean we should stop hoping. It doesn't mean we should stop believing. It doesn't mean we should stop walking, listening, caring and sharing. The gift that keeps giving. El Camino. I hope you find what you're looking for somewhere along the way. My guest this week, Claudette Clausen, And we find ourselves in those we meet along the way. Isn't that great? And my quote for this week, so many of them from The Little Prince. The most beautiful things in the world cannot be seen or touched. They are felt with the heart. And what a heart we all felt tonight with Claudette. Thank you for your company this week and every week. Until next week, I'm Dan Mullins. Buen Camino. Somewhere along the way Somewhere along the way